on this episode of This Justin. I had a dick and balls. My pronouns are he, him. I'm not gonna turn it down, it's alcohol. I think more women should be, should get sterilized. I don't have to pull out. It feels like Satan's hot tub outside. The sun is on the rag. I was murdering her. Gastrointestinal contents. Skittles are unfit for human consumption. Man, I would really love to go to the mall and kill a bunch of people. Now let's start the show. Hello everyone. Uh, big announcement to start off the show. Uh, there, so, there's something that has been weighing on me heavily uh, here recently. And as I get older, uh, it just becomes harder and harder to, um, to keep it in. You know, um, everyone has secrets, you know, that they keep some, some larger than others. And, um, there are things in life that you hope that if you can just kind of keep them at bay long enough that you'll move on and you'll forget about it. Maybe these things will go away. And you'll move on and uh, forget about it. It'll be like it never happened. You know, that's what we like to think. It's what we like to tell ourselves. Um, but the truth is, is that I've been living with something that is very heavy. Um, and I've been, you know, ignoring it uh, as long as I, as long as I could um, to my own detriment, you know. Uh, and, you know, the only way to really deal with these things is to confront them head on. You know, they, they, these things, they don't go away. These problems in our lives, these things from our past, they, they, they don't go away. Um, and so I made the decision to announce publicly uh, that I am trans. That's right. In fact, actually, that's not even enough. It's not even... I'm actually what I call a very rare type of trans. Um, you may... You, you probably have not heard of this um, because this is a very fringe minority group that I belong to. Uh, it's called super trans. So I am super trans. And what that means, for those of you who don't know what it means, uh, because you're uneducated, and this is part of the re-education process, that, you know, it's not your fault that you don't know about this. Right? I mean, you just lack the education that I have. I have this education in this material through my lived experiences. 
uh, that you don't have naturally because you just have you, you're not, you don't you have not been exposed to to this uh, to this type of life. So what that mean? I'm super trans, and what that means is that I was born a male. I was assigned at birth. I was assigned the sex of male. So I came out. I had a dick and balls. And so the doctor naturally. Uh, I, I can only assume because he's a bigot. Um, and a transphobe. Uh, in 1984, uh, being transphobic was uh, just part of everyday life. In fact, they didn't even—they were so uneducated in 1984 that they didn't even know what transphobia was. This is how transphobic these doctors were. The doctor that delivered me was so transphobic, he didn't even know what transphobia was because he didn't even know what transsexual was. I mean, ignorant. Am I right? Am I right? Not, I mean, anyway. So, I came out, I had a dick and balls, and the doctor said, well, every person that's ever existed that had dick and balls is a male. So they called me a male. And, of course, I'm a baby, so... I don't have the vocabulary to tell the doctor, listen doctor, just because I have a dick and balls does not mean that I'm a male. And furthermore, how dare you, as a privileged white male, an instrument of oppression, how dare you tell me as a baby who can't speak for myself, that just because I have a dick and balls means that I'm a boy. Who are you to tell me? But even if he knew, even if the doctor knew that I was trans, um, that's not enough. Because I'm not just trans. I'm super trans. And what that means is that I was born biologically a male. And I was assigned that at birth. But I'm a male, biological male, who identifies as a female, who identifies as a male. So I'm not just trans. I go a step beyond. I identify as a female who identifies as a male. And, oh my gosh, this is so liberating. I feel so liberated to get this weight that I've been carrying around off my chest since birth. Because I've known since birth of what I really was on the inside. Which 
is a female who is so trans that she made her way all the way back around to the other end of the spectrum to come back around to the male end. So, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how good it feels to get that out there. Mom and Dad, if you're listening, I hope you understand and I hope you still love me. Um, all my friends and, and, and other family members, if you're listening, just know that I still love you. This doesn't change anything. I am still the person that I am. I'm still exactly the person that I am. I just hope that you understand and respect the fact that I am a male who identifies as a female who identifies as a male. And my pronouns are he, him. That's what I go by. I prefer to be called he, him. Um, if I'm in a group of people, I prefer to be referred to as they or them. If I'm in a group. Um, and I just hope that you can all... And I know it's going to be difficult, but I, I just hope that you can all respect me and my wishes and my lived experience and that you can call me by my preferred pronouns, which again are he, him, um, or in a group, they, them. Um, and, and I would just, I just hope that, that, you know, we can just move forward and have everything just be exactly like it is, uh, with no big changes to our relationship. Uh, so now that that's said, um, I'm very excited to get started with, uh, today's show. So, um, really good feedback from the last show. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, I didn't get any bad feedback. Um, and, and that's because I didn't get any feedback at all. Um, no one emailed me, you know, uh, once again, that email is this just inbox at gmail.com this just inbox at gmail.com go ahead and send me an email uh let me know what you think of last episode uh this episode after you listen to it if you have any questions or comments or or you want to be uh a guest on the show do you have a cool story to tell email me uh but i didn't get any feedback so no bad feedback means good feedback, which means I got good feedback from last show. So I'm, I'm very, uh, very happy to report that. Lots of listeners, all three of you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. But before we get started, um, I want to take a moment to uh, thank today's sponsor, who is Keeping the Sad Away. 
Uh, today's sponsor, who gave me no money, in fact, I like them so much I went to the store and I purchased this product because that's how much I believe in it. Um, Nighthawk Black. It's a boxed wine that you can find at uh, Specs. Uh, Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. Uh, you, you can probably get it in some other places as well. I'm sure they're in lots of places nationwide. Uh, it is a red wine, a bourbon barrel red wine. And guys, let me let me say something. I am not necessarily what you would call a wine drinker. You know, I dabble. Like, I'll have a glass. You know, if I'm somewhere and somebody's got a, a, a bottle and they offer me some, I'm not going to turn it down. It's alcohol. Does it get me fucked up? Yes. Then, then yes. What are, you, what are you doing? Pour it in a glass. Let me drink it. What are you doing? I don't turn my nose up. And, uh... You know, I'm not a big wino. Uh, I'm not a snob. I'm not a connoisseur. Um, but I do like it. I mean, I'll drink it. It's good. I, I guess the biggest thing that kept me from drinking wine in the past was it was cost prohibitive because, you know, a decent bottle of wine is $12. Um, and if you're me, you, you, you run through that in a, in, in a couple of hours. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, not not literally, um, but maybe like, you know, it, it might last two days. Like, you know, if you drink a couple glasses day one, a couple glasses day two, um, if you're like me, you, you know, your glasses are huge, um, then, you know, uh, you, you run out pretty quick, right? So it's like, you know, if you spend $12 on a bottle of wine, it lasts you two days. That's basically like $6 a day. Multiply that by 30 days, it's like $180 a month you're spending just in wine. Uh, so th that was just like a lot of money to me. I didn't want to spend uh, that much money. Uh, I could spend half that on beer and have enough beer to last me the month, you know? Uh, so that's the reason why. It, but, however, here's the thing. This Nighthawk Black boxed wine it's really good. And I know that boxed wine is like, you know, people make fun of it. Like, oh, you like to drink your wine from a box. Like it's, you know, it's, it's frowned upon. It's thought of as a cheaper, less tasty wine. Um, however, this stuff is really good. It's bourbon barrel aged. Um, and one box is equivalent to four glasses of wine. And I'm sorry, four glasses. I said four glasses, four bottles. I apologize. Four bottles. If it was four glasses of wine, this would not be a very good deal. No, this is like four bottles of wine in this one box. And it's, uh, I believe it is $16. So basically, it works out to be like $4 a bottle. So instead of $12 a bottle, it's $4 a bottle. So it cuts your wine bill, you know, by... Beep, 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 do the math in my head, 66.6%. Let's just call it 67, okay? My point is, is that it's, uh, it, 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 it's cost-effective now. You can do it. And it's good. Uh, Nighthawk Black, boxed wine, good at its specs, 
$16. It's the equivalent of four bottles worth. It stays fresh up to 30 days. 30 days is plenty of time to drink four bottles of wine. Um, if you have daddy issues like I do, you can knock it out in, you know, a week or so. But still, even if you do that seven, you know, uh, I'm sorry, $16 for a box times four. What is that? 64 bucks instead of 180 which is the third, right? 66.6% .6 less. God, I'm good at math. Holy shit. Anyway, Nighthawk Black box wine. Get it at specs. Good stuff. I'm drinking it right now. It's keeping the sad away. Um, let's get started. So last week, uh, that episode, uh, number 20, me versus Roe versus Wade, uh, was all, you know, it wasn't all about abortion, but, you know, that's been a big thing in the news lately. And I'm sure that I ruffled a few feathers uh, with that one, if anyone heard it, probably didn't disagree. But you didn't email me, you didn't let me know, so I didn't get any bad feedback, so that's good feedback. Um, but there's some other things that have been happening in the past week. Uh, one of the things is that more women, because ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned, apparently uh, more women are seeking sterilization since it was overturned. Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> this is an article from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, was posted uh, yesterday, which is uh, July 18th. Uh, it, it has a picture of a uh, robust woman, uh, not particularly attractive, uh, posing for a photo before she goes in to be sterilized. Uh, and I think this is wonderful. In fact, I think more women should be should get sterilized, especially ones that look like this. We don't need. We don't need to be spreading whatever these genes are into the gene pool. So the fact that she's getting stared like, like, I don't know if this article was written, like from what context, I think the person who wrote it was writing it from a standpoint of, oh my God, look at how tragic this is. Because Roe v. Wade was overturned, look at all these poor women who are getting sterilized. To avoid having children. But then I read it. And I'm like. More women are getting sterilized. Yahoo. <laughs> Seriously. Like okay. Think about it. Who are the people that are getting sterilized. Uh, sterilization. Sterilized. Sterilization. I can't talk. This wine. This wine is strong. It's like 15%. Nighthawk Black. Get it at specs. Who, who are these women who are getting sterilized? These are women who never had an intention, any intention, on getting or having children to begin with. They've already made up in their minds that they do not want children, they never want children, and they're going to go, I think that this is like, the, the, the solution to abortion has been staring us in the face the whole, I didn't even know women could get sterilized. I mean, it makes sense. I just never even thought about it. Like, I guess, you know, guys can get a vasectomy and women can get their tubes tied. Like, I knew I knew about the tube tying. 
you know, uh, but I didn't know that they could like get sterilized where you didn't have to tie the tubes because you know you've heard stories of like when you know, in the past they got the tubes tied and the tubes come untied somehow and then they get pregnant anyway. Like apparently women can get sterilized like where they can't have kids at all like they fry the ovaries or something i don't know what they do but that that's that so i like i was like that's always been a they, they can do that why haven't we been doing that why haven't women been getting like if you know you don't want a kid then why haven't you been doing that the whole time why would you wait? If you know you don't want a kid, why the hell would you wait until after you got pregnant with the kid to then just turn around and murder it? Why wouldn't you just get sterilized and avoid the issue altogether? This is a thing? It's the perfect solution. We already are over it. We need less people anyway, especially people with these genes whatever this lady has we need less of those people anyway and uh, and then this way you don't have to actually you just don't have a life in you to begin with this is perfect this is the solution we need more women getting sterilized on the morning of May 3rd Abby C burst into tears when she learned that a leaked draft opinion signaled the U.S. Supreme Court would likely overturn Roe v. Wade. Before getting out of bed, the 23-year-old, 23-year-old, by the way, the 23-year-old booked a consultation to begin the process of getting sterilized. Abby, who did not want to use her last name for privacy reasons, said her previous gynecologist had dismissed her requests, citing her age. Uh... Yeah, which makes sense. If a 23-year-old, who's basically a kid, goes to the gynecologist and says, I want to make an irreversible decision about my reproductive capacity now that I can never come back from at the age of 23, if I were the gynecologist, I would also say, maybe you should give it some time. Maybe, maybe your thoughts on life and what you want out of it are not fully formed yet at the age of 23. Perhaps it's entirely possible that when you get older, say 30, you might do a 180 and suddenly want kids. Maybe you'll meet the right guy. I mean, that's not insane. That's very rational. That's very reasonable. So a gynecologist said no. Um, but with the leaked opinion throwing the future of reproductive rights, I like how they call it reproductive rights. It has nothing to do with reproductive rights because you're not reproducing. It's, it's sanctioned murder against babies who can live outside the womb at as early as 12 weeks as I talked about in the last episode with some help, of course, but still. Um, they just, but they, they just call it reproductive rights. Like it's, it's you're, you're not reproducing. It's, it's a murder right. So it's, it's a right to kill something. Uh, because it's inconvenient for you. Um, 
where did I leave off at? Uh, Abby stood firm in her decision. I ended up telling her, she's saying, Abby ended up telling the gynecologist, this is the option I want. This is the only answer for me. And I think that's great. Like I just said, I think it's wonderful. I think if this trash person who's already decided, she may not be trash, that's not fair. I take that back, I'm sorry. This person, because she didn't get an abortion, so I can't get angry at her. She's, she's just, she just, and that's fine. Some women just don't want kids, and it's totally fine. Totally fine. Um, I take that back. I don't mean to call her trash. I apologize. Um, some women just don't want kids, and that's perfectly fine. And I think that this is a good alternative to waiting till after you accidentally get pregnant uh, and, and just to have an abortion. Um, it wasn't until after she woke up from the procedure, a bilateral salpingectomy. salpingectomy that's a new one for me, and I'm a biology major. Salpingectomy, in which her fallopian tubes were removed, that she felt relief. So they remove the entire fallopian. I, I haven't read this all the way through in detail. I'm kind of learning this on the fly. So apparently they remove the fallopian tubes altogether. Those are the tubes that carry the egg from the ovary down into... Uh, the uterus slash vaginal canal um, eventually um, yeah so so I think that this is actually an excellent compromise uh, in a lot of states like Texas the state that I live in uh, who have made abortion illegal now since uh, Roe v. Wade has been overturned you can't get an abortion here there's other states where you still can, um, and I'm going to talk more about that here in just a second, um, about this medical tourism that is now taking off in certain states where it is legal. Um, but I think this is great. I think this is an excellent alternative. Like, hey, ladies, okay, you can't abort a baby, but what you can do is get sterilized and not ever have to worry about having an abortion to begin with. So... Now the shark tank brain inside of my head is turning and I'm thinking investments. I'm thinking sterilization centers. I think it's gonna be big. I think it's gonna be big. Uh, I think this is gonna be a thing that's gonna catch on. At least I hope that it does. I really do. Uh, I'm not being facetious. I really, really do, because all the people who would get sterilized or who would otherwise have an abortion are probably the type of people who don't need to have kids. We don't need more of these types of people running around, if you know what I mean. And I'm not talking about, let me back up for a second, because if you listen to the last show, I said that I understand that there are extenuating circumstances where an abortion is uh, necessary. Either for the, well, not either, I'm sorry, pretty much just for the, the health of the mom. Like if, if, if there's some kind of a complication where the mom could potentially 
die during childbirth or that the child is going to be born with some like severe birth defect that would maybe cause it to only live a short amount of time even if it was delivered um like i get it or instances of rape and then i talked about in the last episode about like how do you prove that and then people exploiting the rape loophole of just you know just saying that it was rape and you can't ask questions you can't prove it and so then, then they do it um i just i so like i i'm rational i'm reasonable like i get it um, that there are certain situations where this is required. And I think that abortion should be available to women in those rare instances. However, I feel like currently in the moment, or at least until Roe v. Wade was overturned, I feel like, and I know, it, I'm not saying that most this is most women, but you know, the, the, the number of women who would exploit that as a, way to uh, basically get a free out not that it's free not that it's free but down the pitchfork not that it's free um, or you know either financially or physically or mentally it, it, it does take a toll in, in some way okay I get that I'm just saying you always knew that the option was there like oh I can go out and uh, do whatever I want, and if I just decide later on that I don't want it, I can always just have it removed. Uh, that option was always there. Uh, so I feel like that that was, you know, there there were some people who were taking advantage of that. You can't say that there weren't. The number is greater than zero. And I said in the last episode that the, um, the, the, the key to solving the abortion issue was really just being able to determine or, or filter out the people who didn't really need one, who were just getting one because they saw it as an inconvenience, the, the baby I mean. Um, from, you need to be able to filter those people out from the people that truly need one. And if you could figure that out, then that solves that solves it. But there's so far, no one has been able to, to do that. So realistically... Um, that's not something that has been done in the past and doesn't look like something that's going to happen in the future is solving that riddle of filtering out, uh, those people from each other. However, um, this sterilization thing, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. Um, nice compromise. Can't kill the baby, but you can keep yourself from being pregnant in the first place. Um, I think more and more people are going to do that. And I encourage you, all you ladies out there who have already decided that you don't want a kid, to have that done. Uh, because then I don't have to pull out and you don't have to worry. It really is a win-win for both of us. And we all know it feels way better when you leave it in. Abortion funds may not be able to keep up with rising demand. This was an article by UPI News that was posted just 14 hours ago, which is today, July 19th. Um, abortion providers in places like Pennsylvania and California are seeing an uptick in abortion patients traveling from other states where the procedure is now banned or restricted. 
Uh, so these are obviously women who are already pregnant and probably far enough in to uh, know it. <laughs> uh, meaning that they are far enough in for the baby to be probably uh, to, to have all of its parts um, to be an actual thing. Um, so the cost of getting an abortion is rising for many of these patients as people may need to travel farther to one of the 28 states or to Washington where abortion, at least for now, remains legal. I think they meant or to Washington, D.C. I don't think the person that wrote this article knows that Washington is a state because they said to one of the 28 states or to Washington. <laughs> That's already a state. I'm assuming she means D.C., the District of Columbia, um, where abortion, at least for now, remains legal. Well, good. Maybe they'll decide to stay there. Um, in the wake of the Supreme Court's decision allowing states to decide whether and in what circumstances to legalize or ban abortions, abortion funds charitable organizations that help people pay for abortion procedures and sometimes other expenses like the travel and lodging that they need to get an abortion are facing new pressures. So this is new. I did not know that there were charitable organizations that took money to help women pay for their abortion procedures, even providing travel and lodging. I had no idea this is news to me, seriously. Um, just reading this just now. Um, meanwhile, some abortion funds have closed over the last few weeks in states like Texas and Alabama, and new ones have opened up in states like Connecticut. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Shortly after the Supreme Court opinion leaked in May, foreshadowing the overturn of Roe v. Wade, donors gave $1.5 million to abortion funds within a week. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was rich and I needed to stash some money into a charity uh, to keep it from being taxed, and probably funneled right back to me underneath the table in some capacity. Um, like, you know, like what rich people do. Um, this sounds like a pretty good charity. Uh, I know I've been saying that, you know, I, I, I don't like the idea of abortion. And I would just rather... Uh, the, but if they're going to do it... Um, I would rather these people, the, the type of people who we don't want spreading their genes to the gene pool, I would just rather uh, help them and get a nice little tax break. I, I'd like to help them uh, not create another retard. And then I save a little cheddar. It's, it's a win-win for everybody. I help the planet. Uh, I get a little tax break. Uh... I mean, not, it, I've had, you know, there's worse charities out there. You know, we're helping the environment, we're cutting down on the number of people. Less people, less pollution, better for the environment. We heal the earth. Climate change is a thing of the past. I'm trying to save the planet. 
Uh, who cares if I get a little tax break on top of that? Speaking of saving the planet, uh, oh my god. It is... It feels like Satan's hot tub outside. It is so hot. Here in Texas, it was 108 today. The forecast for like the next 10 days is all triple digits plus. Not a drop of rain in sight. It's awful. But you know what I think is going on? Here's a little science for you. So, right now, and this is true. I'm not looking at this. This isn't a news story. It has been a news story. Uh, in the past, but I already knew about this before because, you know, I'm a science nerd. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the sun goes through these things called solar cycles, and every 11 years, the sun goes through what is called solar maximum. Okay? So it fluctuates back and forth between solar maximum and solar minimum. Solar maximum is the time where the sun is most active, and solar minimum is where the sun is least active. Now the sun is always very active. It's just, its activity just fluctuates more or less back and forth. It's not always the same all the time. It goes up a little bit, it goes down a little bit, it goes up a little bit, it goes down a little bit. And every 11 years we go through this uh, thing called solar maximum. And solar maximum is where the sun is at its most active. So this year is a solar maximum. Um, we've had solar flares that have hit the earth already. Uh, we've got more solar flares that are coming. In fact, I think that tomorrow, there's, uh, that's July 20th, um, there's going to be another solar flare. Um, and anyway, th there's a lot more solar flares during solar maximum. But um, anyway, the sun is just more active. It's just putting off more radiation. It's putting off more heat and more light. And so, I'm not so sure that, you know, this, this heat wave that we're going through isn't just a result of us being in a solar maximum year. Um, you know, I, kn I know that people are going to blame this on climate change, and I'm not saying climate change doesn't exist. I think that it does. Uh, he, you know, I, I, I do believe that humans are... In fact, it's not even a matter of belief. It's a fact. I mean, you, you can't put as much CO2 into the atmosphere that we do, specifically due to human activity, that's not due to activity that would otherwise happen anyway if humans didn't exist. There are human activities that are putting CO2 into the atmosphere that would not otherwise be put into the atmosphere. And, and it's a lot. And you, and you can't put that much into the atmosphere year after year without it having some effect okay so i'm somewhere in the middle like the you know i'm not saying that climate change doesn't exist it does absolutely um but at the same time the climate what's going on with the climate is not 100 percent because of human activity it's more than zero but it's not a hundred either it's not like if humans disappeared uh climate change would stop happening you know it's a regular cycle of peaks and valleys and global temperatures that you know every 20,000 years or so we go through a peak or a valley or a peak or a valley um, and that's totally natural uh, that would happen anyway even if you know humans didn't exist um, however 
uh, humans are putting some into the atmosphere and that is having some impact not the entire thing but some but anyway uh, my point is it's hot as balls outside and uh, before you go blaming climate change it might just be the solar maximum year uh, the sun is going to calm down in the in the coming years uh, if it's not as hot next summer uh, and the, and the temperature goes down for the next couple of years, you know, it's still going to be hot, but it's not going to be as hot. starts going down, then you know it's because the sun is kind of chilling out a little bit. But just know it's going to come back. It's going to come back. It's not the first time it's happened. Okay. This, in Texas, I remember uh, back in 2000 and, what was it, 12? I want to say it was 2012. Um, we had... At the time, it was a record. It was over 30 days straight of 100 plus temperatures uh, without any rain. Uh, so it's not the first time this has happened. That was about 10 years ago, which again was probably uh, might have been 2011 actually, um, or 2012, 2011, 2012. It was 10 or 11 years ago, which is again when the sun was in a period of solar maximum. So it could just be that. It could just be that it's the, the sun's time. You know, it's it's not the sun's time of the month. It doesn't have its... It doesn't go through its, you know, crazy cycle once a month. Uh, it's once every 11 years. But, you know, the sun... The sun is on the rag. Basically. It's the sun's time of the decade. And that could just be why we're having these mood swings right now. I wonder how misogynistic I sound to you, the listener. <laughs> I mean, I hear myself. I know the words that I'm saying. But I can just imagine that there's a woman out there listening to this right now. And there, you're one of two types of women. You're either listening to this and you're laughing because you've just acknowledged and accepted the fact that every 28 days or so you kind of get a little testy. And it's perfectly fine. We don't care as guys. We don't care. You know what we care about? Let me finish my point first. And, and then I'll tell you what I care about. You're either that kind of person. Uh, you're either that kind of woman. Or... You are the other kind of woman where you get pissed off when uh, men point out biological facts to you. Like, you have a period and your hormones are in flux every 28 days, and every 28-ish days you, you, you don't act like you normally act. Like, why would you get upset about that? Like, we all know, we all know, everyone knows. Everyone knows women get their periods, and everyone knows that their hormones are all over the place, and everyone knows that they act a little weird during that time. Some more than others. Some more than others. Okay? But we all know that. Like, why, why do you get upset when we say something that everyone knows to be true? It's not like we're saying you're less than. We're not saying you're less of a person. 
because you have your menstrual cycle regularly, it's just what you do. You know, we don't care. We just hunker down and wait for the storm to pass. Um, and we bring a towel into the bedroom because it gets messy. That's gross. That's a gross joke. I've only had sex, I think, once. Uh, it was with my ex when she was on, on during that time. And, uh... I don't know why. I just I just felt like I was murdering her. <laughs> I just I felt it just felt wrong. It felt like you shouldn't like you're hurting her. You, you shouldn't be doing this. It felt a bit rapey. I didn't like it. And and that was it. That it was the one time and I just I just didn't I didn't like it. And apparently women don't have a problem with it. Like, what's up with women not having a problem with getting banged on their period? Um, like, I would think that, you know, you would be... Like, if, if my... If my... If I was bleeding out of my wiener... I'm so drunk. If I was bleeding out on my wiener, I wouldn't want to put it in you. You know? Like, that would be weird. Could you imagine if you were bleeding, if you're a guy and you're bleeding out of your wiener and you, <laughs> you had sex? Or if, if you're the girl and your boyfriend or your husband or the, the guy, whoever, uh, you know, boned you with with a bloody wiener. Wouldn't you go to brunch with your girlfriends and tell all of them what an asshole that guy was for putting his bloody wiener inside, for putting his blood in? Like, uh, I, like I, I'm starting to gag just thinking about it. Like, it's I'm getting this is. I have to, my spit starting to taste a little bit like copper. Because <laughs> yes. it's like, I'm getting like that watery mouth, like it's it's so disgusting to think about. You know, your, your body's like getting ready to get rid of its gastrointestinal contents. Um, that's a fancy word. You know, I don't know why I'm saying that. I, I could have just said throwing up. But, I, you know, I feel the need to impress you with my vocabulary. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine if a guy did that to you? Like, what an asshole that guy would be? You would tell all your friends what a piece of shit that guy was for putting his bloody wiener inside of you. <laughs> but yet, when you're on your period, you're like, What? It's not a big deal. It's It's... It's natural. It's not it's normal. Why are you grossed out? And then you like guilt trip us like we're the problem. Like I'm the problem. You want me to do that to you when that's happening to you and to put that 
my most precious asset of my body at in harm's way <laughs> oh, just so you feel better about you know the eggs you're getting rid of because they didn't get fertilized again I could have just said period but um you know I want you to know I'm smart Taste the rainbow, more like taste the toxin. Skittles are unfit for human consumption. Consum <laughs> Take two. <clears throat> taste the rainbow, more like taste the toxin. Skittles are unfit for human consumption. Lawsuit claims. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Did I mention uh, this bourbon barrel wine is pretty strong and you can get a lot of it for cheap? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Apparently, I say that a lot. I, I've been noticing and listening back to these episodes that I say apparently a lot. Um, I apologize in advance. I, I hate doing saying the same I feel like a basic bitch when I say the same thing over and over again but uh, a lawsuit filed Thursday in Northern California federal court alleges that Skittles candies which boast the slogan taste the rainbow the gayest slogan ever that's what I said to my boyfriend back in college uh, on account of their many colors contain a quote, known toxin called titanium dioxide, rendering them unfit for human consumption. I don't know what titanium dioxide is. I'm going to pause this and look up titanium dioxide. Okay, so according to the American Chemistry Council, fucking nerds, Titanium dioxide is an inorganic substance that's used as a white powder uh, in a variety of industrial and consumer goods, including sunscreen, cosmetics, toothpaste, paint, plastics, food, and cocaine. Uh, I'm kidding about the cocaine part. Uh, Okay, wait. So, this... It's a white powder used in food, but also used in paint. <laughs> and plastics. And sunscreen. And makeup. Is there anything that should be in your food that is also in paint? I mean, I guess just because something's in paint doesn't mean it's necessarily poisonous. But if something is in paint and plastics, I would imagine it's probably not something you want to eat. 
candy manufacturer Mars Inc. is facing claims that Skittles are unfit for human consumption in a new lawsuit due to a food additive known as titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide, or E171, is commonly used as a coloring additive in food products like candy, chocolate, coffee creamer, cake decorations, chewing gum, and even vitamin supplements. While considered safe for consumption by the FDA, because we know that we can trust everything that they say, uh, there is growing concern about the safety of titanium dioxide among consumer advocacy groups with European countries recently banning the additive. Uh, so what I'm gathering is that it's used pretty universally across a number of different industries however it may not necessarily be good for you uh, so Skittles are getting uh, Skittles are, are just the, the ones that they're going after however it's not just Skittles it's all kinds of things that this stuff is in um, it was a class action lawsuit filed in the US District Court of Northern California alleged that the candy contained heightened levels of a known toxin um, and that it's a, I guess the fact that it's a known toxin and that they're putting it into stuff anyway that you would consume uh, and in, when they know that it's toxic um, but I don't know that it is toxic I'm not saying it's not toxic I'm saying they're not explaining how how it's toxic i'm going to try to find out more about this hold on okay so uh if you inhale titanium dioxide at high concentrations it can irritate the nose and throat that's at high concentrations inhaling i feel like if you inhale anything any kind of powder at high concentrations it will irritate your nose and throat uh, Skin contact may cause mild irritation. Uh, eye contact may cause slight irritation as a foreign object. Tearing, blinking, and mild... Okay, so if you if you stick anything in your eye, you're going to have irritation. <laughs> what, what can you stick in your eye that won't cause your eye to tear or blink or have mild temporary pain? Ingestion, not harmful. Uh, this is from who? Well, let me see who wrote this. this is Canadian? Oh, fucking Canadians! Canadian Center for Occupational Health and Safety. This is like, I guess this is like OSHA for Canada. C C O H S. Uh, it's like the OSHA for Canada. I guess they're. Uh, you can't trust those sneaky Canadians. Yeah, yeah, they, they they seem polite on the surface, but uh, they're 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 that's that's a front. That's yeah, a front. Those fuckers will take your guns and tell you you can't make jokes. Um, effects of long-term chronic exposure. Conclusions cannot be drawn from the limited studies available. Seems reasonable. Carcinogenicity, possible carcinogen may cause cancer based on animal information has been associated with lung cancer um okay so 
don't don't go to a Skittles factory and huff a mound of the powder. Don't stick it in your eye. And you'll and apparently you'll be fine. I don't know. None of this is convincing me. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that this is this is a big deal. You know, with everything that uh, you know, you get older, and then all the stuff that you ate when you were a kid, you get older, and then they tell you that it'll kill you or it'll give you cancer. It's like, it's like everything I ate when I was a kid will kill you or give you cancer. <laughs> or just make you sick. It's crazy. It's like everything. It's like, well, what did we, how come we're not all dead or retarded? Um, what other foods contain titanium dioxide? At this time, it's still used as an additive in thousands of food products in the United States. If you wish to avoid foods with this ingredient, uh, blah, blah, blah. There are more than 300 edible products available in your grocery store that include titanium dioxide, like candies, cake decorations, chewing gum, chocolate, milk products, pastry, salad dressing, sauces, vitamin supplements. Um, yeah, so it's basically just a normal additive that's put in a whole lot of things and uh, it, it doesn't seem to be particularly dangerous or any more dangerous than any other. And so now I'm wondering, well, who made this lawsuit? Like, who filed the lawsuit and, and why? Did someone die from titanium dioxide? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that out. Hold on, hold on. All right, I found it. Uh, a San Leandro uh, resident... Janelle Thames, spelled like the Thames River or the Thames River. I, I don't know how you pronounce it properly. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it Thames and as T-H-A-M-E-S. And others who purchased the candy argues that the company's failure to warn consumers about the potential dangers of titanium dioxide amounts to a fraud of omission as well as other violations of California law. So basically, some guy or girl, I don't know, Janelle, I guess J-E-N-I-L-E, -E, that sounds like a girl's name, but the way it's spelled makes me think it could be like a dude's name in another language. I don't know. Uh, that's probably a woman. That sounds like a woman thing to do. I don't know if like what dude is sitting around eating Skittles. And it's like, you know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> Hold on, wait. You bought the thing. You bought the Skittles. How about you just don't buy Skittles anymore, Janelle Thames? How about you just stop fucking buying Skittles? If you don't want to eat Skittles, no one's forcing you to eat Skittles. Who are these people who are cramming Skittles down your throat? Who are they? Who said you had to eat Skittles? You don't have to eat them. The person's not even sick. They didn't even get sick. There's nothing wrong with this person. It's not like they ate Skittles and then they got a tumor in their ass. They just, they're, they're fine. 
this person is fine. They're healthy. I, I kind of read ahead a little bit. There's no health implications to this person whatsoever. All they're saying is that this this thing, titanium dioxide, which Skittles uses to make it make their candy uh, brightly colored, uh, they say that because Skittles didn't put on the packaging that this uh, product may give you a tumor in your ass because they didn't put that on the wrapper they need to get sued it seems like this fucking asshole this lazy piece of shit was sitting around eating skittles by the way what fucking grown person is out there just snacking on skittles who does that I don't know was your kid eating skittles and then you got pissed off because you found out you were like reading the ingredient this is what I think happened they're, they're eating Skittles or something or somebody's eating their, their kids eating Skittles or something and then they're looking at them, they're like I wonder what's in Skittles anyway and then they read this thing that they don't understand they google it they come across one article and it says titanium dioxide will kill you instantly and then uh, they're like oh my god and then they just run with it and they're like I can't believe this titanium dioxide will give you lung cancer and a tumor in your ass and kill you instantly and then uh, they decide to sue this just sounds like some idiot uh, some some fat lazy skittle eating adult uh, is just trying to get some free money out of a very large company uh, for, for, for what amounts to basically nothing even though there was no harm done um, Mars announced in 2016 that it planned to remove artificial coloring from its products over the following five years and later clarified that titanium dioxide was among the colorants it would phase out uh, and basically what the what the person is saying is that they've been claiming that they're going to get rid of it for years and yet they still haven't uh, so this person is so pissed off about having no <laughs> adverse health effects from Skittles that they've been keeping an eye on the Skittles list of ingredients for several years now six years to be to be exact and are so angry that they haven't taken it out yet that they decided to sue like I wonder what they're expecting like even if they win this lawsuit okay Skittles takes that out. They keep selling their product. What does the person get out of it? The plaintiff. The person doing the suing. What do they get out of this? Other than money. This just speaks to like a, a, a larger issue with uh, society today. Where there's just people who want something for nothing. And it's almost like there's like this industry around uh, lawsuits, like bullshit lawsuits. So it's like it's an entire industry 
I mean, think about all the money that changes hands during bullshit lawsuits. Like, of course the attorneys get paid, but the, the, the money goes from the, the plaintiff to the attorneys. Uh, more money goes from the defendants who now have to hire their attorneys. Um, then you got to have money going through the courts because the courts have to get paid. You know, you got to pay court fees and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and then depending on which way the lawsuit falls, there's going to be money going toward the plaintiff or money going back toward the defendant. I mean, like it's an entire industry that revolves around bullshit lawsuits. There's probably attorneys who a, a, a majority of their business, if not all of their business, comes from bullshit lawsuits. And as an attorney, it doesn't matter if you win or not. If you take a bullshit lawsuit, you're getting paid for your time. You don't have to win. It's weird. It's like the only... It's like the only industry where you don't have to do a good job and you still get paid. Like, it doesn't have to make sense what you're doing. You're just getting paid for doing it. Uh, so, uh, go get some Skittles. That's what I'm saying. Go get you some Skittles. Get you a big family size bag of Skittles. Go to Costco. Get Skittles in bulk. Eat as much as you want. It sounds like it's fine. It sounds like this is a bullshit article, and I just wasted like 20 minutes talking about nothing. That's what it seems like. But I'm glad that at least in doing so, you might see articles like this um, in the future, and maybe just think twice before you take it at face value. You know? Like, because when you read the article, if you, if you, didn't, if you just read the headline... Or, or, you know, and, and you didn't read the actual article or do any kind of research into it, you might find that, uh, you're, or you might think, I'm sorry, uh, that, you know, Skittles would give you cancer. And it really doesn't appear like it does. Now, of course, I could be wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I did more digging into it than you did. So, you know, who's the expert? Armed civilian neutralized Indiana mall shooter in just 15 seconds, authorities say. Uh, so you, you probably have heard, if you've been keeping up with the headlines, uh, about the Indiana mall shooter. Uh, there was a person who opened fire in a public mall. Why did I say public mall? Like there's private malls? Like what the... That's fucking stupid. Um, there was a mall... In Indiana, the guy shot a bunch of people, and uh, an armed civilian uh, killed him, killed the shooter. He's a hero, right? Yes, he is, but he wouldn't be if we got our guns taken away with all this, uh, you know, crazy far-left talk about how there shouldn't be any guns. Uh, so, you know, I, I hate getting, I say I hate getting political, and then I talk about political stuff, but, you know, when you have a, a group of people who want to use politics to basically 
uh, ex extremify in one way or the other uh, parts of our life, such as gun control. And I know that's a, a you know you know it's a touchy subject. It's kind of like abortion. Um, abortion, I feel like, is touchier, but um, you know, Second Amendment is another thing that people like to fight over. And uh, just to clear up any, just so you know, I mean, I'm I'm pro Second Amendment. Like, I have a gun. I'm fine with other people having guns. Um, I have taken my gun in my car. Um, I've never... I'm not one of those people that walks around in public with a gun. I just don't feel the need to, I guess. But I don't... Like, if I see someone else wearing a gun in public, it doesn't freak me out. But I'm also from Texas... And I grew up shooting guns, and I've been around guns my whole life, and it's not a big deal to me. So, if I see somebody else just walking around with a gun, I'm like, oh, well, if that person wanted to do a mass shooting, they would probably have already done it. Or they wouldn't just be walking around brandishing their gun where you could see it, you know what I mean, like on their hip. Like, if you're a mass shooter, you're not going to walk into a place like, Hey, everyone, look at me. I've got a gun. You're not going to say that. You're going to, you know, you're going to try to keep it hidden, right? And I know that most people do keep it hidden, even the good Samaritans. There's people, you know, you probably go to a public place and, and there's someone there who probably has a gun on them. It's just concealed. You know, they got their shirt untucked and it's sitting over and you just you just don't notice. You don't look that closely, you know? It probably, you know, they're probably all over the place. But anyway, um, you know, the people that want to take the guns away, it, it's like, just think about this. Like, let's think about if you didn't allow law-abiding citizens to have guns, okay? This guy who took out the shooter wouldn't have had a gun because he's a law-abiding citizen. He would have been following the law, and the law says you can't have a gun in public, and he wouldn't have had it. Or you can't have a gun at all. Okay, so my point is, is that um, if, if, you know, if, if these law-abiding citizens, those are the ones that are going to be following the law. Those are going to be the ones who are not going to have their guns. But then the guys that want to do a mass shooting, they're going to get a gun. If you want to do a mass shooting, if that's your mindset, if you're in a mindset to where you're going to do a mass shooting, you're not concerned about breaking the law. You've already decided in your head that you're going to murder people. You're not going to be like, oh man, I would really love to go to the mall and kill a bunch of people. Oh, but you can't have a gun in public. Oh man. I guess I can't. I guess I'm just going to have to take this to the grave with me. Try to be a good boy in the meantime. That's not how that works. If they want to do a mass shooting, someone who's wanting to kill a bunch of people out of cold blood is not going to care about breaking a law about taking a gun into a public place. Uh, so they're going to find a way to do it if they really want to. Uh, and, and if you had a law preventing this guy, I mean, how bad could it have been? Like if this guy didn't, 15 seconds, right? Uh, how many people did this guy kill in 15 seconds? Okay. He killed three people and wounded two others in 15 seconds. Okay, so just imagine if this guy, this this uh, this civilian, 
the good guy didn't have a gun and it took God knows how long for police to show up and how many more people would have been shot and killed? I mean, more than three. You would assume that more than three. So like all the people that would otherwise have been killed are not dead. Their lives are saved because of this person, this law-abiding citizen, who was carrying a gun. And you want to take that away? Like, look at what happened in Uvalde. I mean, an 18-year-old kid walks into an elementary school and just starts blasting. And the more and more stuff that comes out, I don't know if you've been following this, but the more and more stuff that comes out about the, the, the police's response to it was that they waited. They were there. They could have gone in, and they didn't. And they waited like several minutes. I mean like five, ten minutes. I don't know. I, I could be wrong in the minutes. But I, I know it was m several minutes. Like that they showed up. Um, and, it, I've got, and, and it's, in just five minutes. Even if it was just five minutes. And I think it was more than five minutes. I, I don't have it in front of me. I'd have to go look. But I, it was more than five minutes. I'm pretty confident. Just imagine how many people can you kill in five minutes? Like if you have an, a semi-automatic or a fully automatic rifle in a bunch of rounds and you're in, in an enclosed space that's tightly packed with a bunch of people. You can kill a bunch of people in a short amount of time. Okay, so like every teeny tiny little second counts. One, two, three seconds could make the difference between this person getting shot and dying, this innocent person, uh, or not. And if you have good people who are armed, uh, you're going to cut down that time from 15, 20 minutes down to like what this guy did, like 15 seconds. You know, imagine had it gone on for another 19 minutes and 45 seconds. How many more people would have died in that mall? A bunch. Uh, so all those lives that were saved in those 19 minutes and 45 seconds are because this guy was allowed to have his gun out in public. And, you know, you don't have to have it. Like, if you're one of these people who doesn't like the idea... Of people carrying guns in public? Okay, well, when shit hits the fan, when you're in the mall, when you're the person in the mall, and somebody opens fire, and is shooting randomly, killing random people out of cold blood, you're gonna fucking wish that someone, and there's no cops around, or at least not immediately, you're gonna wish that someone in the crowd who's getting shot at had a gun and returned fire and killed that motherfucker. In that moment, you are going to wish that someone did. So it's real easy for you to sit off to the side. You'd be like, oh my god, there was another mass shooting. We need to get rid of guns. If we just got rid of guns all together, then there would be no more shootings. And no one would die. And everyone would live in peace and happiness. Okay. Clearly, that's not what's going to happen. 
Clearly, there's still going to be guns made. There's an entire industry around firearms. You don't have to buy a new gun. You can buy used guns. It is, it'll be like Prohibition. Like in Prohibition, they made alcohol illegal. You couldn't have it. And who profited from that? The Mafia. The Mafia would bootleg alcohol, and that's how they made a ton of money. And once they legalized alcohol, that source of revenue went away, and it weakened them. Same thing today with the drug wars. All these drugs that are illegal, if they were made legal, and they were tightly regulated, just like alcohol is, with all the rules and regulations and laws that go around that, and what you can do, what you can't do with it, who can, who can't, when you can, when you can't, then it would be it would weaken the cartels that make most of their money from selling these drugs and you would it would be an additional source of tax revenue same thing with firearms if you make firearms illegal guess who's going to profit guess what's going to suddenly become a big business yeah firearms illegal firearms so the criminals that the same criminals that are making and selling drugs, um, those guys are going to expand their business into firearms. And people are still going to buy them. People are going to find a way to get their hands on them. Uh, it's happening right now. Even though you, know, you can buy a firearm legally, illegal firearm sales are a thing now. Just, I mean, so the infrastructure is already there. Just imagine someone who's already got the infrastructure to acquire and sell uh, illegal firearms, imagine how much their business is going to boom once you make it illegal and that person can't go to a store where it's regulated and, and, and the, there's tax revenue that goes to the government, which then in turn goes to funding uh, wildlife preservation or the construction of roads or, or whatever the tax dollars go to. Uh, I just imagine that that money is now going to this illegal organization that also, and then they put it into making more drugs and selling more drugs. I mean, not, there's, there's that aspect of it, but also those, those people who are, who are going to do the mass shooting are going to get that gun from somewhere, from somebody, the infrastructure exists, and they're going to do it anyway. You're just going to take it away from the good guys that are walking around that would otherwise be walking around with these guns and could potentially stop that guy. And instead of having 20 minutes to shoot people before police show up and kill him, he only has 15 seconds and all those lives that are saved in the meantime. I mean, you, you can't tell me that it's better that that person didn't have a gun. The, the, the good Samaritan, I mean, the hero. You can't tell me that it's it's better that he didn't have one. So uh, I I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm just you know I see I see these things that are in the news uh, that are in the headlines and it just kind of gets me to thinking. Um, and then I feel the need to kind of say something about it to all three of my listeners. I have three now. I'm just kidding. I have more than that, but. I don't uh, know how many it is, but uh, it's going up. 
it's going up. I can tell you that. Okay. I'm not getting cocky, but it's going up. More people are listening. Um, thank you guys for continuing to listen. The people who listen consistently, uh, I, I can't tell you how much uh, it means to me. Like I said, I don't make any money off of this. This is just for fun. Um, if you enjoy the show, I know it's kind of different every time. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not funny. Uh, sometimes I have somebody on. Sometimes I'm by myself. It's just kind of, you know, a, a, a thing that I do. And uh, thank you if, if you like it. Um, tell a friend. I don't have social media intentionally. I don't want it. I think it's toxic bullshit. Um, I, I, I don't plan on ever having it again. If this does grow, I want it to grow strictly by word of mouth, the organic way, the way that it should. Uh, if this is good and you like it, you're going to tell somebody about it. And if that person listens and they like it, then they'll tell somebody about it. And then it's Wayne's World where they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. Um, if you haven't, if you don't get that reference, go back and watch Wayne's World anyway. Um, so, you know, and then let's let it grow that way. Uh, I'm not trying to artificially pump in listens and views by promoting myself online and social media because I hate it. Maybe I'll get it in the future. I don't know. I want to. I don't want to speak in any absolutes. But for now, this is what it is. Word of mouth only. If you like it, just share this with somebody. Uh, maybe if it gets big enough, um, I can make a little money on the side, which I'm not making any, but that's fine. I'm still going to do it anyway because this is fun for me and I enjoy it. And it gives me something to do and it keeps my mind busy. And that, along with the alcohol, helps to keep the sad away. Don't forget about Nighthawk Black, the, uh, the, the box wine. That's today's sponsor who gave me no money, but I paid them because that's how much I like them. Uh, thank you for letting me give you money, Nighthawk Black. I appreciate it. Um, alright, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, night, whatever time it is for you. And we'll see you next time!